Welcome everybody to another episode of Mixed Martial Arts. My name is Austin Shaper. This is an informal show where we cover the topics of UAP, UFC, and World War III. Today is going to be a UAP episode. Before we dive into today's topic, I must admit that this was not going to be what I was going to cover today at all. I had a whole other segment that I was excited to be covering, but last night as I was in bed about to go to sleep, I came across, I was going through the dark trenches of UFO Twitter, and I came across the most fascinating Reddit post that I have ever found, and that seems to be what a lot of people are saying. That's not just my opinion. But it is the most fascinating Reddit post that I have ever seen in regards to the UAP UFO phenomenon. And the reason there's a few reasons why. It's, extre- it's so interesting to the point where I had to just scrap everything that I was going to talk about today so that I could talk about this. This article just dropped to my knowledge within the past 24 hours. It's possible that it was early last evening. I'm not entirely sure on the time frame, but it started making its rounds on uh, Twitter and Reddit last night. I even saw Joe Rogan had shared the link as well. Uh, And yeah, it's going everywhere. It's going all over the place on Twitter, at least, and uh, the Reddit world. And it's so fascinating, like I said, for a number of reasons. The first reason being its detail and its depth. This is an anonymous user. He has a VPN to restrict you know, the ability to be able to track where he's at or his internet location. And he claims to be... I'm going to read you guys the introduction uh, before he really dives into all the nitty-gritty. But he claims to be a former scientist, I guess would be the technical term, uh, at Fort Dick. Dietrich Lab in Maryland, uh, like some sort of military base scientist lab. He claims that he worked there uh, in summary on, I think, four alien bodies back in, let's let's read what he said. He said, uh, from the late 2000s to the mid 2000s. I'm going to read you guys his little summary before he dives into it, but just to give you guys a little background. So he claims that he was a scientist and off the bat, there's a lot of people who post things anonymously and we consider... While sometimes the UFO community can maybe be gullible falling for CGI videos and falling for anonymous testimonies and uh, things of that nature, what stood out to me about this one is that it's extremely technical, extremely detailed and nuanced, and you can tell that whoever wrote this, the consensus seems to be that either this is the best troll in the history of the planet And he simply is the next Steven Spielberg, which is possible. Or this guy's telling the truth. Because the the excruciating level of detail here is just, it's a hard read. I I truly recommend, I'm going to post in the description to this video, uh, if you're finding this on YouTube. I'm going to post the link to the Reddit post before it gets taken down. I know a lot of people have saved it as a PDF already because this thing's probably not going to stay up on the internet too much longer. But that being said, it's just extremely detailed and you can tell this guy knows what he's talking about. And if he is lying, which of course it's possible, then this guy is the best troll on the planet, you know, on planet Earth. We're going to dive into what he has to say first, uh, but... In summary, I recommend you guys, you have to read through the whole thing. Uh, there are some parts where I skimmed through because it's a lot of scientific jargon that was just uh, way over my pay grade. 
I couldn't even understand a lot of it, but that's to further to his point of how detailed it is. And I don't even know if you can make some of this stuff up. You're going to have to check it out and come back to me and give me your thoughts. But let's at least dive into what he says in the beginning uh, to briefly describe who he is and what he's doing. Now, when I screenshotted these and I sent them to my iPad so I could read them off for the show, they did not send in order. So... It's going to take me a moment because I'm going to have to go all over the place swiping. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, this man posts, I believe, last night, and he says, From the late 2000s to the mid-2010s, I worked as a molecular biologist, okay, so not a scientist, a biologist, for a national security contractor in a program to study exobiospheric organisms, EBOs. The aim of the program was to elucidate, oh, big words, the genome and the pro- proteome ba- basis of these organisms, Although the study of OBCs has been going on for decades in other programs, the the new high-throughput DNA sequencing technologies of the late 90s unblocked stagnant research in this area. Already it's like, what? Since then, several breakthroughs have led to significant advances in our understanding of the genome and proteome of these beings. What we have learned so far has enabled us to outline some disconcerting some disconcerting perspectives about our place in this universe. Briefly, we've discovered that the EBO genome is a chimera of genomes from our biosphere and from an unknown one. They are artificial. It's a big point. They are artificial, ephemeral, and disposable organisms created for a purpose that still partially eludes us. I'll be substantiating my statements after a brief introduction. Okay, and I'm going to read the rest of this, but I do just want to pause right there off the bat that this... Everything that this man talks about, it, it, it's what's scary about it is that it, it really ties into a lot of previous UFO uh, witness testimony lore of people talking about the grays that they've been uh, designed for some sort of purpose, that they're uh, bioengineered, they're not uh, normal organisms like you and me, and that they uh, you know, have been made for a specific purpose. That's just one iota of this entire thing. But throughout this entire story that he tells, um, there's just countless points that you'll be able to reference back and be like, oh, I remember this guy talking about this back in the 2000s or this whistleblower. And that's what's uh, one of the ingredients that makes this just fascinating. All right, moving on. The reason for disclosing these secrets is quite simple. I believe that every human being has the right to know the truth and that to progress, humanity needs to divest itself of certain institutions and organizations that will probably not survive these revelations in the long term. I'm aware that I'll have very little impact in this regard, but I still believe that small leaks are necessary to break the dam of misinformation on this subject. When the governments will eventually reveal these secrets, there will undoubtedly be societal upheaval, but in my opinion, the longer we wait, the worse it will be. I choose to divulge what I know anonymously out of selfishness for the well-being of my family and myself. Uh, I'm aware that this diminishes the reach and credibility of my message, but it's the furthest I'm willing to go. So clearly this man doesn't want to go to Arrow or uh, Congress or David Grush or any of these number of people. Uh, There's good reason not to go to Arrow. We talked about this last week's episode, but I digress. Um, I will be purposely vague. Uh, He says, I chose this form because it offers a good compromise between um, anonymous, I can never say this word, he wants to be anonymous, and popularity. In order to protect my (laughs) anonymity, I will be purposely vague or even contradictory about any information that could identify identify me, including date, education, role, etc. Um, I'll even introduce red herrings in this respect. I want to make it clear that any... Just a second, got to scroll through this. 
Okay, where's he at? He says, I want to make it clear that any information related to the subject of the research will not be treated in this way. So he's saying he's going to cover up some points about, uh, you know, the time he was there, his specific job role, but that any information pertaining to what his topic is, he's going to be honest about. Makes sense to me. That checks out. Before going any further, please excuse me if you find it difficult to understand what I'm explaining. That was me. I had to read it like a dozen times. Still didn't really understand it. Some parts of my text are very technical. It's difficult to find the right balance between vulgarization and scientific explanation. I'll continue by talking about my What's the point of talking about me knowing that the information will necessarily be misleading? I simply want to introduce a perspective on the type of people who work there, normal scientists. I have a PhD in molecular biology. I didn't actively seek to be a part of this program. Rather, it was a stroke of luck that introduced me to one of the senior scientists. I met this person at a conference where I was presenting a poster on my PhD research. When I think back, I don't believe he was impressed by what I was presenting because it was quite frankly a project that wasn't going anywhere. I think it was rather the most important aspect of aspect of a professional life, the attitude and the ease with which you make connections. Shortly afterwards, I graduated and received a call from this person offering me position. At the time, everything pointed to me in at the time everything pointed to me working in a regular laboratory. I did a series of three increasingly suspicious interviews, each in a different location where my scientific background and knowledge became less and less relevant. The first was with two senior scientists, the second and third with people I've never seen again and who were obviously not interested in science. Sometime after the interview, I was asked to go to a fourth location where what seemed like a corporate lawyer presented me with an NDA. He made sure not only to explain every detail, but also that I understood the consequence of not respecting it. That's another important ingredient, uh, and it relates to the Whistleblower Act that was passed last year. These guys have been forced to sign non-disclosures, some of them, I believe, for even upwards of 80 years. So they're not allowed to talk, and if you do talk, there's consequences to be paid. So the first employment weeks were by far the most memorable, although I spent most of that time in a depressing archive room. It consists almost exclusively of reading about the subject of study and to get us up to speed. There's no secret Wikipedia or even a reference book to guide us. There are only dry reports, memos, presentations, procedures, and SOPs. These documents are almost exclusively about the biology of EBOs, but there are also a few that deal with other subjects such as their food, religion, or culture. There were no documents on their technology. That's interesting. Uh, I'm not going to read his entire thing. It's pages and pages. I just want to give you guys the summary, and then we have a guy who did the due diligence to kind of summarize the points that he makes in the article itself. As mentioned above, the aim of the project is to gain a better understanding of the EBO genome and proteome. To achieve this, a, a team of around 20 scientists, four senior scientists, and a director was involved. The scientists, like myself, had their main responsibility to carry out the technical work. As each scientist had to my knowledge, a PhD, we were all somewhat overqualified for is ultimately a technician's job. Un momento, I'm thirsty. This is like reading a Harry Potter novel. The, the senior scientists who make full use of their diplomas had the task of designing the essay, uh, essay what? I, don't, I think it's a typo. The essays and had a supervisory supervisory responsibility. They're also in charge of training new employees and sometimes even came in to do technical work. The director, of course, was the person in charge who dictated priorities to the senior scientists. He was rarely on site, and the few times he was, it was to attend meetings. Other than the scientific staff, there were security guards working for one subcontractor or another. There were no support staff, such as janitors and maintenance workers. Scientists were responsible for this kind of work. In addition, logistical constraints ensure that every scientist is capable of carrying out any technical 
activity. Makes sense. You want to keep a small operation. You're probably not going to have a lot of janitors going around taking out the trash and all these um, menial tasks that could be done by the scientists. The laboratory itself is located in Fort Detrick, Maryland, in a building used for legitimate biomedical research. The clandestine operations are carried out in a restricted part of the basement, out of sight from regular workers. Contrary to one, what one might imagine, the biosafety level is not maximal for this type of research. Uh, indeed, the lab containing EBO samples cultures BS, BS3L area of the facility includes a freezer room and a cell culture lab and is only accessible through an antechamber. Yada, 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 yada. Let's get to the point. On the subject of the biology of these beings, I'll start by discussing genetics, then their gross anatomy, and finally their biological systems. For the sake of clarity, the information I will provide here is an aggregation of what I have observed and what I have read. I will make many comparisons with human anatomy because it is the most logical reference. Okay, so that is a brief, not so brief, um, preview of what he has to say. He talks about this for, I don't know, thousands of words. I mean, this is like a 10, 20-page essay, man. It's super long. So um, I did find somebody on Twitter. Let's see if I can find the gentleman's profile uh, who did the due diligence to help us here it is. Okay, so this comes from I hope I, I hope I put his name in here because we need we needed his help. So it was the Juan something on uh UFO Twitter. He did the due diligence to summarize this boy's uh points. And for some reason I don't have the first two, which is odd. I know I screenshotted it, but um that's okay. So let's start off at the beginning. He says, um, this is a summary of everything this guy has to say. The lab is in Fort Detrick, Maryland, as I already read, a at Badial National Biodefense Institute. Operations carried out in a restricted part of the basement. What's particularly striking about the EBO genome is the uniformity of these intergenic regions. The uniformity of these sequences is a major indication of the artificiality of these beings. So as I'm reading, just know I'm probably as lost as you're going to be. I'm not a scientist, uh, nor do I even understand a lot of that technical stuff, but the points are still important to be read because you will nitpick and find some things in here that you can understand. That's what happened with me. Uh, right off the bat, the he's, he's implying these beings, and he goes into detail about what the beings look like. They're similar to the typical gray that we uh, see in Hollywood. I think he describes them as 150 centimeters, so like four foot tall, uh, roughly, and, uh, you know kind of the typical gray that you would imagine and he just talks about how they're artificial beings and that ties into a lot of things that people have talked about linda moulton howe and many other people uh who i actually spoke with on the phone before i made this video and she referenced that exact point that these things were made uh bio these things are created almost like machinery by some other entity that we are not sure about anyway so Another point, he says, the presence of TPR, triplanduramic region, cannot be explained by evolutionary pressure, but only by genetic engineering on a genomic scale. An individual could be genetically designed to have characteristics that give it an advantage in performing a given task, like soldier ants and worker ants in an anthill. That is fascinating. That means these things, at least these gray beings, maybe not all the other species, but the gray beings, uh, are given specific tasks, and then their uh, genome is uh, fitted to meet that, you know, like she said, uh, or like he said, like a soldier ant, a worker ant. I don't know. God knows what purposes they're making these things for, but fascinating. What's disturbing is that some genes correspond directly nucleotide by nucleotide with known human genes or even some animal genes. Creepy. Moving on. I'd like to note before going any farther that this heterogeneity of what of genes of known and un this is so funny to someone who doesn't know science and ought to be reading these big ass words. But 
Anyway, I'd like to note before going any farther that this heterogeneity of genes of known and unknown origin is an undeniable proof of the artificial. So he's saying they're undeniably fake. They're artificial. Like fake maybe is not the right word, but they're artificial. They're not like you or me, just, uh, you know, whatever. The color of the blood is brownish. The waste system, instead, there are countless small pores on the surface of the skin. Ammonia is, um, I think this is how you pronounce it, ammonia is key. That ties into the Virginia case in Brazil. If you remember the uh, case of the UFO crashing in Brazil, the village claims they see beings. Uh, one of the beings is taken to, I, th- I believe he's dead, and they take him to uh, the U.S. military, and doctors take him to the closest hospital. And one of the, I think it's one of the scientists or maybe one of the soldiers who touches this being uh, ends up dying a few days later of some unknown uh, cause um, unknown bacterial infection or sickness, and what's interesting about that is they. I remember specifically them talking about the smell of ammonia. So, so many details in this are just alarming because they tie in with so much other stuff we've heard in the past. It is strongly believed that EBOs can only consume food in liquid form. It is therefore speculated that the food consumed is a sort of broth rich in sugar and protein. Interesting, because he says later in the in the article that there's a, they have no teeth, no tongue. Here's another point. Yes, knowing that they're disposable, unable to live independently without technical support, that they're epithelial. The only suitable hypothesis is that they are alive only to accomplish their task. EBOs believe that the soul is not an extension of the individual, but rather a fundamental characteristic of nature that expresses itself as a field, not unlike gravity. So he mentions that he's speaking on this this part about their uh, what he claims to be their beliefs and their uh, spirituality. I guess could be the closest word. He says that this is on third-hand information and to you know not take it to the bank. He was there as a scientist, but he did uh, pick up some points uh, as a third party. Uh, about some topics like this. It says, I have no knowledge of their potential influence on our evolution. Uh, let's see. They're morphically very similar to the gray a- aliens that are part of modern f- folklore. Their height is about 150 centimeters. They have two arms, two legs, and a head. Skin. The gray skin that is often described in folklore is in fact a biosynthetic film which likely serves to protect the EBO from a hostile environment, a.k.a. Earth, maybe just wherever they're not naturally from. Brain. The brain is tetraspheric composed of four major sections. Nodules on central lobe, it is speculated that these nodules are essential to interact with their technology. Hands and feet. Their hands have four digits, including an opposable thumb on the medical, uh, medial side. At first glance, the feet consist of just two digits, but a ne- necropsy soon determined that each toe was made of two fused digits. Interesting. The blood itself is also an- an- can't read it, big words, analogous to that of a human. I guess he means similar. However, the proportion of plasma is much higher. So these are just a few points, but there's so much, man. It's There's so much to it, and I want to dive into a lot of reactions because, again, you're not going to take away the full grasp and the gravity of what it is he's saying based on this brief summary. Uh, the article itself is super long. I, I don't know if you call it an article, but whatever. His statement that he makes is very, very long, uh, but the detail is excruciatingly detailed and uh, just complicated and nuanced and... You know, let's dive into some reactions, though, because the Twitter community was kind of on the same page for this. Uh, but there's a few people obviously skeptical, as we should be. 
Uh, let's hear on. Uh, let's see here on Reddit. Beanpole one says, "Awesome read. I've worked in a BSL three lab. I can attest that this person, at the very least, has actual hardcore lab experience. I found nothing questionable in the semantics. When I saw your heading on autoimmunity, I was about to be skeptical about how you could gather very much info from a carcass, and then your response was basically unknown aside from organs, which makes a lot of sense. If you are sincere, I hope you stay safe. Okay." This comes from Neon777, uh, says 100% I'm a, a healthy skeptic, but I'm inclined to believe this, like a lot. If it is a LARP, he's a goat of LARPers. I couldn't agree more, man. Like like I said, this dude needs to be making the best movies of all time. He's the next Steven Spielberg, or uh, he's posting anonymously because he truly does have information that he wants to get out to the world, and uh, he doesn't want to come out publicly and violate his NDA in the public sphere. So I agree. I, I was skeptical at first when I read it. We should all be skeptical, especially when somebody's posting anonymously. But at the same time, let's play contrarian here, devil's advocate. If you have something, if you were a part of a project as secret as this, as uh, as important as this, you might have to post anonymously. If you're scared that this could, uh, you'd suffer reprisal, either in your career, financial life, or God forbid, even your life or your family's life, uh, you know, danger coming your way, harm being done to you, you have no choice but to come anonymously. So it's not, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just because somebody posts anonymously does not mean that uh, you can't take their point. Simultaneously, that does mean we can go into it with some skepticism. But if the dude's lying, he's the best liar of all time, and I'll join his call any day. One thing, this comes from Angry Super uh, Aardvark on Reddit, says, one thing I find in genuine stories are pieces that make the puzzle make more sense. And he talks about the nodules on the brain that are used to connect with the technology, and that just clicked with me. If this is true, then suddenly the accounts of the people who say the aliens are tele telepathic suddenly make more sense. They are not doing magic. They are modified to be able to interfere with each interface with each other, and maybe that goes to humans too. But since we don't have the receiving end of the technology, it doesn't work too well, just like witnesses say. I mean, who knows? All I know is that it's how my head can... What? All I know is by the aliens are telepathic. Yeah, yeah, we've all heard that. That's how they operate their, um, you know, their craft, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard people interacting with them. We've heard uh, uh, in mass uh, witness uh, testimonies, like the children from the, um, my name, is it, it's blanking, uh, the, mm, I can't remember where it is. You guys know what I'm talking about, the one with the, uh, like 100 kids who saw the craft land and the being get out of it. I believe it was in... Uh, is either South America or New Zealand or, or South Africa, I think. I don't fucking know. But it, it's happened a few times. But this was in the 90s, and they sat down and interviewed all the kids afterwards. And they spoke, many of the children spoke that it felt like the being was putting a message inside their head and telling them um, telling them thoughts they had not experienced before. So that kind of ties in with that whole thing. That's the point this man's making. Uh, Aishan863 says, if you are LARPing, hats off to you. I would read your book. <laughs> yeah, I would read that book too any day of the week. Says, absolutely, this dude could potentially be the next Michael Crichton if this is a LARP. If he's not LARPing, oh, brother. Yeah, if he's not LARPing, man. <sighs> this is like the closest, in my opinion, to like a technical breakdown of disclosure uh, as far as the beings that potentially these things are. Uh, it's the closest breakdown we've ever got on a technical basis. You know, not just like a vague, oh, I saw a gray alien in my bushes or it took me up into its spaceship and probed my butt. It, this is like insanely detailed. So 
take that with what you will, but it's extremely technical. Throwaway8888 on Reddit says, archive this before the government deletes it. I agree. Already saw a couple people do that, uh, turn it into a PDF. And if it does happen, I'll make sure to post the link to that in the description because uh, this guy is already suffering some sort of reprisal in, a, in the terms of his Reddit account. Although he did set it up with a VPN so that he couldn't be tracked, they've suspended him multiple times and they've shadow banned his post multiple times, which is odd because it was a lie. I mean, people LARP all the time. They make shit up on Reddit. So if it's some fake bullshit story he made, uh, why on earth would you need to take it down? He's not threatening anybody. He's not uh, saying anything vulgar or dangerous or inciting violence or nothing that could violate Reddit's terms. So why on earth are they taking his post down? Makes you think, don't it? Punjabi Batman says, I feel this may not be a LARP nor an AI. Uh, and I should mention, some people thought, oh, maybe this uh, reeks of an AI. You know, maybe the way this uh, this is reading uh, is indicative of an AI making it. I totally disagree just because, like, what on earth could you prompt uh, an AI to... How could you prompt it to write something uh, this long and detailed? Uh, I know people could say, oh, it's an AI. That's exactly what it's designed to do. True, but... Come back to me after you've read the damn thing because my summary it doesn't really do justification to the post itself. I mean, it's so much. He talks about their organs. He talks about their eyes, their face, their brain, their body, uh, what they likely eat, you know, all, all these different aspects of these beings that uh, I don't even think an AI would be creative enough to make up. I, I, I truly believe that, at least not that a civilian could have access to. Um, so this man says, I feel this may not be a LARP or an AI. I have a biology background and I work in a lab. Not going to say more, but I also have an avid interest in genetics and have read countless works in evolutionary biology from Dawkins to Darwin to Goud. I have worked on expression and extraction of proteins of interest for microorganisms like E. coli. The whole upstream, downstream process microbiologists would understand. Any, I do not understand. Anyways, the terminology and precision in this post not only indicate the expertise of the author, but also lend authenticity. Could not agree more. Copy and save this text of this post. I bet it will be taken down. Let's see if it is taken down. It's already been banned multiple times, and his profile has been shadow banned. And even, uh, I wasn't sure if it was Reddit or just the uh, head of the community uh, on the Reddit um, like the sub-community where it was posted, but he said some really weird stuff is going on with this dude's profile. Not not insinuating that the dude is fake, but that he really is truly trying to cover up his identity. And I believe that he uh, had his profile deleted after he answered uh, some questions uh, as people would comment. Um, they asked him very specific questions. He got back to them quickly, and then his profile... Wiped. Uh, Razmataz Fancy3784 says, It's obvious you are a very intelligent person, and thank you for putting this together in a way that is understandable. I believe every word. I think I do too, man. Also, I'm gullible, but also, also, I think this is true. Emotional Money 3366 says, We deserve to know where we come from. That's the question we've been asking since we could think of it. We're about to have an extreme paradigm shift in our society that will rival the geocentric model. It does feel that way, doesn't it? It feels that uh, some sort of paradigm shift is coming. I think a lot, there's like a, what would you call it, like a mm, global consciousness about that right now. And I don't know what direction is this simply due to going to war potentially is it the economy is it just the shift in politics and social media making us think that is it this weird turn of events how all of a sudden disclosure seems to be on everybody's mind where it was kind of um brushed under the rug for so many years it's turning mainstream right now 
there's a paradigm shift coming. What that paradigm shift is, we're just going to have to sit sit down, buckle up, and just wait. But it's coming, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's here in the next six months to a year. It really wouldn't. Uh, there's obviously the rate of events right now is just rapid, and the amount of people coming forward right now, it's overwhelming. Like I said, this isn't even what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. There's so many other topics that are honestly have more credibility in this one because they're not due to anonymous posters. They're uh, you know credentialed uh, journalists and uh government workers that have been coming out. There's just so much to this topic right now, but I had to dive into this one because it's just the most, uh, it's the most insane when you read it. You know, it's it's like nothing you've ever read before. I can promise you that. All right, moving on. Uh, we'll go through a couple more. Peter Mobeter says, this is absolutely fascinating. I'm sending this link to my dad. So, OP, you seem to say that these greys were genetically designed using animal genes from Earth as well as unknown genes. Does that mean greys were created specifically for interacting with humankind? Are greys the middlemen between humanity and an unknown group? His since-deleted profile uh, says deleted now, but his comment still remains. It says, the hypothesis is that they were created to perform their tasks and be able to survive with only local resources. They must, therefore, be able to metabolize local organic resources. That creeps me out a lot because that ties into possibly cattle mutilations and possibly abductions. How many people go missing in the United States on a yearly basis? I want to say it's close to 100,000. That could be off. Don't quote me on that. But I know it's a lot. It's thousands and thousands of people, and they're never recovered. They're never found again. And uh, let's not forget that David Grush mentioned that... Um, the American government has some sort of tacit agreement, at least with one of these species. That's what he claims. He said, I don't know. He, he even admitted he doesn't know what the agreement necessarily entails, or at least he's not uh, able to release that information. But he did say that's the truth. And uh, I think one of the biggest barriers, uh, excluding the fact that, you know, they've killed people for this, hidden this up, hidden this um and lied to the public for so long, that would be a huge barrier to them disclosing. And obviously the free energy concept that Greer talks about, if that is to be believed, that the technology would change our society, there'd be no need for uh, you know automobiles and gasoline and oil and uh, normal electricity, all this stuff. That is also a potential barrier uh, to the governments of the world disclosing that, and that could be why they're all in cahoots with keeping it quiet, because they have no way to make money if this turns into some sort of free energy. But uh, another point about why they might not want to disclose this is that maybe they have a deal, this sounds crazy, but people like Linda Howe have talked about this and others, maybe there's some sort of deal that they're allowed to experiment on us, they're allowed to abduct us, they're allowed to do what they want with us, maybe to a certain level, a certain number of people or a certain amount of times or a certain amount of secrecy, they're allowed to do this and we will not intervene, we will do nothing. And in return, they keep their presence unknown uh, to the mainstream. They don't pop down on the White House lawn, they don't make themselves known to the uh, masses. It seems possible. And here's something you gotta think. It's clear that whatever this ent- these entities are, they're playing ball. You know, they're, they're playing ball in a weird way. They're not showing themselves at, at mass. And, you know, obviously there's thousands and thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people who've seen these, but they're not popping down on the White House lawn, which they obviously know we have governments. They're, they're not dummies, clearly, if they can travel this far and have this possess this kind of technology. They're not dummies. So they, they could figure out who's in charge if they so wanted, and uh, they could pop down and show themselves and be our overlords in you know, a month. But they haven't done that, which means for whatever reason, they are okay with them. They are okay with hiding right now. And that to me says, you're probably up to something not, not good, right? You're probably up to something that if we found out, we wouldn't be too thrilled about it. Or perhaps we just couldn't comprehend it. But there's some reason why they've agreed 
to keep this. They're, it's like they're in cahoots with the governments almost. They, how, why is it that they have the same goal? The government wants this hidden, kept secret. The aliens want this, or aliens is kind of a corny term. Let's say the extraterrestrials, whatever these entities are, non-human intelligence uh, seems more of a scientific term, I guess you could say. They don't want themselves to be revealed at mass yet either. So that's odd. And that kind of is indicative of a possible agreement. And uh, as uh, this man who posted this dives into, the hypothesis is that they are metabolizing local organic resources that have, what is it, high in sugar, high in carbs, high in protein, he said. That sounds like us, doesn't it? Sounds like maybe cattle, too. Sounds like it could be related to the cattle mutilations. Or the abductions. Let's say our government... I'm going to get myself banned for saying this shit. I need to go post this on Rumble. Let's say that the government's part of this deal. This is just hypothetical, guys. Obviously, it could be completely fake. Who knows? But let's just play um, a hypothetical game here. They have a deal with these uh, ETs. The ETs are taking us and using them for genetic alteration. They're using our DNA, which is why our DNA is showing up in these guys. And they're using us for sustenance. They're feeding off of us in some sort of way so that they can stay here and do whatever task it is that they're created to do. Fascinating, dude. Totally possible, and it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's one of the best, most plausible theories that I've heard as to why they could be here and why they're kind of hiding away. And uh, Fascinating. Even aliens got to eat. That's what I took away from this. Even aliens got to eat. Just perhaps not Chipotle. Uh, perhaps it's our blood. That's awful. Kind of reminds you of War of the Worlds, doesn't it? Sparkling uh, Light says, would that be the fattiest part of, say, dot, 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 cattle? Exactly what I was thinking. South Tip 7961 says, if you're telling the truth, I think you would be surveyed so closely that it would be a near certainty that they would know you've posted this. I would urge you to blow the whistle and go public as soon as possible. And somebody responded, the moderator to this post came back and said, there's weird shit going on behind the scenes with his account at the moment. We're looking into it. So whatever's going on with this dude, he popped up and disappeared real quick. Um, and uh, Milwaukee says, can you expand on this weird shit? This is spooky. The moderator says their accounts keep getting restricted, then suspended, then shadow banned. This is at least the second account of theirs today. It looked like a technical glitch at first, but now we watched it go down in real time. They were able to reach us in Reddit mail, but now they've gone dark there too. We'll keep you updated if anything new happens. LaSalle Punks Detroit says, this is mind-blowing. Thank you for sharing. Godspeed. Man, <laughs> I don't know what to make of all this, guys. I don't know what to make of this. I mean, all I can say is that all I can say is that this is fascinating, and it's worth you guys go diving in and reading this. There's a lot more urgent, incredible witnesses that we have right now. Um, I'm not going to go through it today and do a whole other episode, but uh, supposedly we're getting a uh, public hearing with possibly the Senate Intelligence Committee, along with Congress and. I think David Grush will be attending and some other whistleblowers. We might be hearing from them at the end of this month in July. So there's so much legitimacy coming forward. Like this is a legitimate topic right now. It is. I mean, it sounds so kooky to talk about. And, you know, sometimes I feel like a kook talking about it. But the phenomenon itself is real. What it is, that time will tell us that, hopefully. I don't I don't think we're ever going to get that public disclosure from the government that we want that's going to be uh, fort, fortright. It's going to be honest, authentic. I don't think so. But... Clearly, uh, this stuff is heating up to a point where I don't think they're going to be able to keep it secret. And um, there's people like this guy coming forward. There's people like David Grush coming forward. We're about to get uh, some live public hearings at the end of this month, supposedly. I think they said between the 20th and the 31st. So we shall see, guys. Let me know your thoughts on this. I will link this um, 
article from Reddit in the description. Hopefully it's up by the time you check this out. Share this with a friend. Man, it's crazy times. Crazy freaking times. I still want to do a whole other episode on the uh, balloon gate, is what I call it. All the balloons that happened, uh, the UAPs that were shot down um, earlier in the year. Because it's something that I feel that needs to be addressed. There's a lot of points that need to be addressed about that. And I just think there's a whole episode that we need to be able to break that down, go back in time, see what the government was saying, why they changed their tune so quickly, why they called them UAP, then said they're balloons, then said they're not balloons, why the commander of NORAD came out and said uh, he doesn't rule out that these could be extraterrestrial, uh, why we never got any video footage of them. You know, There's so many weird points to this. No photos, no videos. They shot down four of them, including the Chinese spy balloon. A lot of weird shit going on is my point, but I didn't even have time to get into that today because I had to dive into this. So I, I thank you guys for tuning in. I ask that you just subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, you know at this point if you listened uh, once or twice before, I'm trying to hit 1,000 subscribers so I can do some live chats with you guys and be able to interact with you more. I'm going to be starting a Discord so we can talk back and forth, be able to share some uh, news stories and be able to just kind of engage at a deeper level and just have a uh, discourse over this. So I'm going to either create a Discord or a Reddit. I think Discord so that I can separate the UFC, the World War III, and the UAP topics. And um, I'll be posting the link to that when I do it. But please subscribe. Please hit follow if you're listening on Spotify Podcasts. It will be on other platforms here quickly, like uh, Apple Podcasts. But yeah, man, I don't know. Crazy fucking times, guys. Crazy times. I hope you all have a good day. And uh, we'll be back with another episode in the next few days, guys. Peace out.